Hello, friends. Maestro here, bringing you episode 422 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about why you should start a podcast for your business. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you already know that I'm going to remove that word should. We're going to flip the script, but I am going to take a deep dive into all of the benefits of starting a podcast and why I have kept this one going for so long. And yes, I'll give you some tips and strategies on how to actually do the thing. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, friends. Maestro here. Welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. So two things right off the bat. Number one, thank you for joining, as always. Endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Second thing, a little call to action, a little help you out here. If you want any of the things that I'm talking about in today's episode, because I'm going to kind of get technical with things, and I do have a 19-page, I know it's a lot, but is good. A free 19-page ebook all about how to start a podcast. If you want all of those things, head to the show notes. Easiest way to get there is going to be themovementmaestro.com forward slash episode 422. So you're going to spell out the word episode and the number 422. Just write that out. So themovementmaestro.com forward slash episode 422. And you can get all of the things there. So we're talking today about why you should start a podcast for your business. Now you already know, I don't really like that word should. So we're going to throw it away. Oh goodness, my arms are flailing and knock things over on my desk. We're going to throw that away. And if you are thinking about starting a podcast, I want to talk about all of the reasons why that's a phenomenal idea and give you some tips, some strategies. I kind of hate the word tricks, so we're not going to say it. Some tips and strategies on how to get started, including the mindset, the gear, kind of the, the overall approach to things. Real quickly... I don't know if you noticed, if you're watching the video, then you've probably noticed if you have watched the previous uh, YouTube videos of the the podcast, Um, but I switched my mic. So this is going to kind of tie into the episode. I'm I'm going to get, look at me, we're going to get a little bit meta with this. When you're, you're doing new things, ideally you get started and then you, you iterate, right? You improve as you go. And so we moved the podcast onto YouTube which meant that there's now a video of me you know, recording this. So that meant no headphones, which means I couldn't really hear myself in real time. And the mic placement that I usually use didn't really work for video. So one of the things when it comes to a podcast is you want to have good sound. So when I record the podcast, my uh, podca- my microphone was suspended. From, it still is suspended from my desk because I move my hands around a lot and having it on the desk, not a good idea. Uh, so it's suspended. I have like a mic, like a boom arm. I don't even know what it's actually called, but it's an arm. And I had the mic coming from the top. It was like hanging down, which was not ideal for video because when I recorded it prior to using video, I would just turn and face the mic so I was dead on with it. That gave me good sound. It kind of isolated things. But 
I couldn't be facing the mic and be on video because then I'd be turned sideways and that makes for a weird video. And I'm like, as always, thinking about the user experience. So I recorded two episodes with video and the second one that I did last week's episode, I didn't, or actually Monday's episode, I should say, this week's episode, I didn't love the sound. It was a little bit echoey. My room isn't so sound treated. I'm still working on that, um, which we'll get into. But I decided to switch the mic and now it's coming from the bottom, which if you look at a lot of people online and, that make video and, and use, you know, they care about the audio, you'll see that their mic is coming from the bottom as well. Um, so did that. I still can't hear myself because I don't have the headphones on, but I did a few tests beforehand and I think this is going to be the way to go. I, I was like kind of fearing that it like looks a little phallic that like I'm like if you watch the video you'll see what I mean because it's coming from the bottom and the mic looks phallic but it is what it is and uh, my whole shtick my the most important thing to me is the sound quality and I think this is going to be the best bet so switch that up and that ties into this whole episode talking about starting a podcast for your business so let's jump on into the technical tactical stuff. So right off the bat, I want to go into three reasons that it's incredibly beneficial for you to start a podcast. Right, number one, I think it is the best business hack, the best business networking hack, I should say, out there. I have never said no to going on someone's podcast. Now, I will ask them to have an online scheduler first because going back and forth just ain't the way. But when I was first starting out, I was like, okay, we can go back and forth and play tag. As I've you know, progressed in my career, I'm busier. I don't have the, the bandwidth to be like, go back and forth. I will ask them, I'm like, hey, get an online scheduler. And I'm happy to say yes, but I just need an online scheduler so I can book this accordingly. The reason why it's such a phenomenal business network hack, networking app I almost said hack work, business networking hack is because it's a leveraged model for your guest. So it's a discussion that goes one to many. It's not just one on one. Whereas, you know, if you may, maybe you want to talk to somebody and they are in a position where they have more to give to things and more to bring to the table than you do. I, I'm just going to say it may not be as worth it for them. They're busy and yes, they want to help, but again, they're busy. With something like a podcast, it is leveraged, and now it goes one to many. Even if you have a small audience, it's going to that audience, and this thing lives forever, right? It's an asset. It, it doesn't go away unless you, unless you delete it. So for me, I know that I have never, ever – I got really close to the mic there. My mouth touched it. I have never, ever said no to a podcast because of that leverage model. Doesn't I never even ask about the audience size. I'm just like, awesome. It's beneficial for me. Like they get to hear me, they get to hear me for you know 20 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever. Um, when I invite people on, I'm like, go ahead, pitch whatever you want. Like I want the audience to hear you. So it, to me, is a phenomenal, if not the best business networking hack. If there are people that you want to talk to who you think otherwise wouldn't say yes to you know a sit down, start a podcast. Second thing, second reason why you should or the benefit of starting a, a podcast for your business is it is phenomenal for getting ideas out and clarifying that message. This is excellent if you are personally an auditory processor. You know how you are. Maybe you're a little bit both, whatever, but it gives you more space. You got more real estate to actually 
speak through, talk through, expand on your ideas and kind of, you know, mull them over as you are, you know, trying to trying to puzzle things out. I know that for me, when I'm creating content, there are different ways, like kind of different um, buckets that I'll put it into. And I'm like, this is a small idea. Cool. It can be a tweet. Um, I actually had an episode about this. I don't even remember what episode number it is. Courtney, if you could remember that for me and link that in the show notes, that would be great. Um, but I did an episode about my creative pot, my creative process. And I have different kind of sized ideas. And the bigger ideas, I'll typically look to work through them on a podcast. It's just easier. I can talk. I speak very quickly, obviously. Uh, and then I can, with shorter ideas, I can put them into tweets. I can put them into Instagram postings like that. But the podcast gives me so much space to try and flesh these things out. And it gives you repetition, right? So once is never, just because you didn't did recorded an episode doesn't mean that anyone heard it, right? Which means you can say it again and you can say it again and you can say it again and you can say it again just because people don't really scroll back as much, you know. And there's different ways of you saying this. So it gives you this repetition, which can lead to proficiency. But the coolest part here, it helps you convince yourself as to the validity of this thing. Like in the beginning, you're not kind of sure. Maybe you're not so sure about it. You haven't really said it out loud. You don't have all the words for it. The more you say it, the more you convince yourself. And you are the most important person to convince when it comes to putting an idea out there. Last thing, right, three reasons why I think this is incredible for your business is it allows you to diversify how you reach and teach your people. So I did an episode about this as well and, you know, what I would do if Instagram died. I would do the same thing I'm doing now, right? I'm looking to diversify how I reach and teach my people, not where I reach and teach my people. Meaning all the social media platforms are the same in terms of you don't own them. So if it dies, your connection with those people, your contact with those people goes away. What I want you to focus on is how you are reaching and teaching your people, meaning you have an audiovisual um, medium or audiovisual vertical, if you want, and that would be social media. You have a purely visual medium, and that would be your email list. And then you can have that purely audio medium, and that would be a podcast. It is incredible for building trust and incredible for people for people actually being able to consume your content because it's also largely very passive. Like when you're reading, it's tough to be like out for a walk and also reading this thing. It's tough to even be watching a video, whereas if it's just audio, people can go out for walks, they can be driving in the car, living so much of their life and still able to go about uh, you know, consuming your content. So absolutely phenomenal way to diversify how you reach and teach your people. So those are the, the top three reasons I think it's actually, it's absolutely phenomenal for you as a business owner and incredibly helpful for you and your business, right? Business networking hack, great for getting out your ideas and clarifying your message and an incredible way to diversify how you reach and teach your people. Now, of course, you could just start this podcast for yourself. It doesn't need to be for your business, but I threw in that for your business for SEO purposes and to kind of just like focus this in because I think that's for the most part people are looking to start podcasts as it relates to some aspect of their business. If you just want to start one for your, you know, your life and your own personal well-being and your own happiness, amazing. I my sister just started one um for her, you know, witchcraft um, side of things. And I fucking love it. It's amazing. And it's a lot, it's a creative outlet for her. And who knows what it leads to? Um, I would say, yes, it's absolutely part of her brand. And to me, a personal brand is for many, 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 many times synonymous with having a business. So it still relates. Okay. So let's get into the second half of the episode here and talk about the technical side of things. 
you're you're like I'm gonna start a podcast I'm on it I want to do it cool I want to give you a kind of a 30,000 foot view you know to this don't forget folks if you want that ebook that goes deeper into this and if you like to read things it gives you links to all the audio equipment and, and things like that head over to the show notes, themovementmaestro.com forward slash episode 422. Everything is lowercase and you can get all the goodies there. Okay, so from the technical side of things, I want you to think about ready, fire, aim. Ready, fire, aim. What this means is you kind of start before you're actually like, I'm so prepared and I got everything lined up and I know exactly what's going to end up being. No. Do the thing, and then from there you get information that what had happened was, and then you can go and build from there and, and fix things from there. I, just, I spent the whole you know first, I don't know, five minutes of the podcast talking about how I've moved the microphone around because we did ready, fire, aim. This is actually going to be, as it relates to starting a podcast, it's actually going to be better if you personally don't like podcasts so or personally don't listen to podcasts. So when I started this podcast, I really didn't listen to any podcast. And I thought, for me, I believe that that was actually more helpful. Why? Because I didn't have anything to compare myself to. I wasn't like, oh, I got to do it like this person or I got to like have a thing like this person or like that's the, how I want it to be. It was just like, hey, I want to make this podcast. Here's what I'm going to make it sound like. Remember, right, we're in this, this mindset side of things. In the beginning, no one is listening. Every time I say beginning, I think of that meme that's out. There's like a video. It's not a meme. It's like a reel. And the guy can't say beginning. My grandma actually sent it to me, and I was like, this is hilarious. And the guy's like, beginning. It's hilarious. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Remember that in the beginning, no one is listening. So go ahead and do the thing. Get started. Make the mistake, quote, unquote, mistakes. I think that we tend to feel like, I'm going to put this thing out and a million people are going to see it and they're going to hate it. Reality is probably no one's going to see it. If you started an Instagram account, you understand this. It's very hard to get views, very hard to do things in the beginning because it's just no one is watching yet. So that's actually phenomenal. Get started, do the things, ready, fire, aim, and then you can improve on the things. I said this earlier in the episode. I'm going to say it again because it bears repeating. Quantity begets quality. So from a mindset perspective, I want you to get started and do the thing. Understand that, yes, quality quantity is the best, but as we're getting started, quantity can absolutely beget that quality. You keep doing more, you listen to it, you assess it, and you're like, okay, what do I want to change? How do I want this to sound? Like, What don't I like about this? What do I like about this? You can listen and then you can improve. Last thing within this mindset side of things is do not take out ums and breaths. Now, I know this is probably kind of in the technical side of things as well, the kind of skills and approach, but I'm going to put it here because I think it's so important. I see people just kind of getting in their own way and creating so much friction and so much, you know, just things and so much a barrier because they're like, oh my God, I listen back to it. I hate the way I sound. I got to take out all the breaths. I got to take out all the pauses. I got to take out all the ums. Leave them and look to get better at doing it. As it relates to recording a video, whether it's for Instagram or recording a podcast, your best bet is actually to just record it well the first time. We tend to think like, oh, okay, I can do all this stuff in post-production. You can't necessarily do as much as you think, and it takes so much longer than simply doing it well the first time. So instead of being like, I got to do it perfectly the first time, it's I did it. Let me go and assess this. Let me go look at it. Okay, I say um a lot. I say I have like a lot of breath sounds. Pick one of those things you're looking to improve on. Maybe you do some research on how you can improve it, especially with breath sounds. That is typically just a matter of getting a pop filter and adjusting where you are at, like how close you are to the microphone. 
In my ebook, I have I talk about that. So if you're watching the video, you see that I don't have a traditional kind of pop filter. It's like a big circle thing that goes uh, in front of the mic, which is better for video because you can be able to see my face. But when you're first starting out, it can actually be really helpful because it just tells you like gives you like a set distance to keep your your face away from the mic, and it, pre it prevents those what they call plosives and the big breath sounds. So if you're experiencing that, that is a technical thing that you can improve on instead of being like, oh, like, I can't do the mic, I can't do the episode, I can't do the podcast, or I got to do all this editing afterwards so we can improve on that one singular thing. If you're saying um a lot, then maybe you need to just have an outline in front of you. Maybe you need to slow down your speaking and be okay with pauses. Sometimes we think that the pause is actually way longer than it is because we're, you know, have all this anxiety, our heart's beating fast, but from the listener perspective, it actually is totally fine. And from a conversational perspective, it's totally normal. I speak very, very quickly. So there's not as many ums because there's just not as much dead space. But these are things that you can just look to improve on. But this happens afterwards. And I really want to hammer this home. Do not take out all the ums and the breaths and the pauses in the beginning. Look to simply improve on how the quality of your recording, your skill set with that. Remember, no one's listening in the beginning. So it's okay. It's also really cool. And I do this every 100 episodes, right? I bring that first episode and I put it in the episode. So you can hear how far I've come and the differences. It's really cool to compare, you know, look at your progress. All right, second part here within the technical aspect of things is going to be the gear. Again, the ebook has all of the things in it. So to start a podcast, you don't need as much stuff as you think, and it's not as difficult as people may make it out to be. Now, I am definitely more technically or technologically inclined, but I have had, I don't know, probably hundreds of people at this point start a podcast and help them through the ebook, and then they, you know, they write into me or they're in the mafia. And it's it's not nearly as bad as you would think. And it's like kind of like, wow, what a time to be alive. I can do this from my my apartment, my home. So what are you going to need? A computer. Yes, you could, in theory, do this with your phone and record to your phone, but computer is going to be a little bit easier because it's going to allow for editing. Um, as it relates to the editor, GarageBand works great. I'm all Apple all the time. You can just use that. Or you can, if you're PC or if you just want to, you can use Audacity. But my vote is for GarageBand. And again, when it comes to editing, you're not really doing much. You're not taking things out in the middle. If you had a big mistake, maybe you need to start again. Okay, cool. And maybe you're going to put like the intro and outro on the ends. That's it. It doesn't need to be this big, long thing. As for the mic, I do think this does matter. My first mic was a Blue Yeti. I think it's like a hundred bucks. I understand that's a bit of an investment. Um, if you want like a, if you can't afford that, okay, you can go with like a, a cheaper Audio-Technica mic. Um, but I do think that it is worth it to save up and get that mic because sound quality is everything. And so just paying a little bit up front, I use that same mic for four years. The mic you're looking at right now or you're hearing right now, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching, you can see it. This is a Shure um, MV7 mic. I upgraded it. It took me four years. I was like, you know what? I want a little bit of a change. But in the beginning, Blue Yeti is phenomenal. I used a set of headphones. You can use an old school set of um, Apple headphones that don't have the microphone on it. I do like to hear myself while I am recording, but you know, to each their own if you don't like it. As for hosting, because the podcast has to live somewhere. Maybe this is getting a little technical for you. Take a breath and then come back to it. Uh, as for hosting the podcast, because it has to live somewhere. The files have to be somewhere. The files are in the computer. They're on your computer, but then they have to be like in the internet somewhere because people are not going to go to your website to listen. 
Uh, for when it comes to hosting, I recommend um, a host called Buzzsprout. I personally don't use them because of how I started and the podcast, the um, website that I have. But Buzzsprout's going to be your best bet. And again, this is in the free ebook that I made for you. As for a website, it's helpful to have a website, but not necessary. You can actually have a podcast without a website. The all of the podcast hosts out there will now allow you to create a site that's just for the podcast if you need. As it relates to sound, right? We're in the technical side of things. Number one, I said get you know, invest in a quality mic. Number two, you can use some soundproofing of the room or sound treatment of the room. I am still working on this, and I am 400 plus episodes in. So the thing here is you want like the softest, softest things around you. You want pillows, you want sofas, you want to be in the closet. I feel like I needed to pause there because y'all are like, yeah, there's a joke somewhere in there. I set it up. There's a joke in there. I'm definitely not in the closet. Uh, but that's going to give you the best sound. When you're in an open room, it tends to sound tinny. The Your voice is bouncing off of all of the things. So ideally, if you can go record in your closet, that's like the easiest. Especially you don't need video. You can just focus on the audio, the sound quality. Amazing. Start off with that. Like I said before, it is easiest, fastest, most efficient to simply record the episode well and then not do any editing as opposed to being like, I can do all this post-production stuff. That tends to be very difficult. All right. And then lastly, from a technical perspective, if you're looking to do guest episodes, use Riverside FM. You could use Zoom in a pinch. I don't recommend it. Zoom's not designed for podcasts. It's designed for video calls, video meetings. So something to think about with that. Um, in my ebook, it actually does say something different. It says Zencaster, which is what I use for years, but I am going to switch to Riverside FM. So I want to say it on here so you can start off with that. Last component here from the technical side is going to be the general approach and the skills required or the skills that you can work on as it relates to having a podcast running a podcast. Number one, an outline can be helpful. I'm not even going to number these because I'm going to go out of order. First thing, having an outline can be very helpful for people, especially if you're not just inherently you know, good at speaking or if you tend to talk a lot. I talk a lot. And so having an outline can be really helpful. So I don't talk for 18,000 hours. I don't really recommend you writing things out and like having a script. It'll sound like that. It'll sound like you're reading on the podcast. So let's not lean into that and let's look to do more of just speaking, but having an outline with talking points. As for what should be on the outline, the title slash the topic of the episode, three talking points is fine. And then a way to end it. This is how I tell people to, what I tell people, this is what I tell people to do for um, Instagram lives as well. That um that just came there, that's staying there. All right, this is what I tell people to do for Instagram Lives as well. Uh, so there's no different. I recommend starting with solo, solo episodes. They can be as long or as short as you want. They could be five minutes long. It could be 10 minutes long. My first episode was five minutes long. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people like to call these mini podcasts. It's still a podcast, so you don't need to call it a mini podcast. It's no different. Let the length be whatever you want it to be. I also love solo episodes because they build a tremendous amount of trust. I know that I started off the episode talking about it as a networking hack, but from a building trust hack, it's phenomenal as well because people get to hear you. And it's again, it's a passive way to consume information or largely passive way to consume information. And it's just you. 
if you're going to have a guest, then again, let's have that outline. Let's have some questions written down. Some people like to have the questions sent to them. Some people don't. I personally don't send them unless someone like really, really wants them. Um, but I want it to be conversational. So I'll have a list of questions, but it doesn't have to go in that order. And the biggest thing here, folks, is you must listen. This shouldn't just be you peppering and firing questions off at this person. Have a conversation. Ask a question. They say something respond to the answer that they just provided and pull something out of that answer that they just that they just gave you. And maybe you go in a little bit of a different direction because of that answer. You still have that list of questions that you can go back to, but you want it to sound and you want it to be a conversation. Another point here, find your voice. So the whole thing I said earlier with quantity begets quality, right? Quantity begets clarity as well. You do your episodes, record your episodes. Again, it's helpful if you don't even listen to other people's episodes so you can just be you and then find how you want to be speaking. Are you more of a person that likes to read research? Are you more of a Ben Stein? Are you super animated like I am? You'll figure it out as you go. Allow yourself to lean into that and find your voice. Last thing here, I think this maybe this is the most important, so that's why it's at the end because you remember the things at the end. Lean on the connection piece of a podcast. So I know I just, you know, a few seconds ago said, maybe you just like to read research. That's fine. But I truly believe that people really relate to podcasts and, and start loving podcasts because of that connection piece. They feel a connection with the host when the host is talking about their life and they're bringing things from their day to day in there. Even if it's a small update, people like that. And they'd latch on to that. I was speaking with a, a friend of mine, former client, and I was like, why do you listen to podcasts? Like you already know that information. Why do you listen to that podcast? And, and she said, quite frankly, I listen to feel less alone. And I was like, holy shit, I get it. Yes. Because, you know, I was listening to, to Brian Borstein and Aaron Draker's podcast for a bunch. And it was because I felt connected to them. I love the passion that they had for what they did. And I love the updates that they gave in the beginning of the show. Like, yeah, it's cool to hear the information, but I found so much more value in hearing about their lives, right? And so, you know, you can have the both and of that, but I definitely want you to lean into that if you're going to start a podcast. Share yourself, right? This is part of your business and my specialty or my special, yeah, my specialty is personal brands and your personal brand is the business. Be a person, let them hear about you. Let them connect with you. Form those bonds with your audience. It is probably you know, the best thing you can do when it comes to future-proofing future proofing and pandemic-proofing your business. All right. This one was a little bit longer, but clearly I really like this stuff. I've been you know, podcasting for I don't know, four years now? How, how long has it been? Something like that, like four years. Um, we're at 400 plus episodes. I love this. And I truly believe that if you want to start a podcast, you should. Just make sure that you can keep it going because everyone starts a podcast. Very few people actually keep it going. And as with pretty much everything in life, if you can keep going, you can commit to longevity, you will very likely all right, going to wrap it up here. Don't forget, if you want the free ebook, you want to check out all the other links and notes and things like that, head to the show notes. I said check out the notes. There's no notes in there, but there's other things in there. Head to the show notes, themovementmaestro.com forward slash episode 422. All the things will be there.
All right, officially gonna wrap it up there. Check out the show notes, head to the website, themovementmyshow.com forward slash episode 422 and do the thing. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single interview. Until next time, friends, maestro, maestro.